0: Blog talk Radio. Talk to the
1: Welcome everyone to another episode of the Pet Psychic Radio Show with host Laura Stinchfield and I'm your co-host. Iku Sahara show producer. Hi everyone. Hey everybody. And oh yeah, and um if you guys want to call in, the number is 917-889-2693. That's 917-889-2693. Uh you can look for information about us on the pet com. That's thepetpsychic.com.
2: Okay, so how you been? I I have
1: been pretty good, you know, busy. Um, things are going a lot better. New we started crate training her. Since he gave oh, me the you did? Bite. Yeah.
2: And um, so how is that going? Is she doing well in the crate?
1: Yeah, she is. She goes in. Sometimes we have to, like, kind of, you know, even though we'll throw food in there and then she'll go in, we'll close the gate. And she just lies down and relaxes and goes to sleep.
2: Oh, how good is that! I so know. How, how long have you been keeping her in there? Um, the most, we, the
1: longest we first started with just an hour, uh huh. And we we stayed home, and then we kept doing that, and then now she's we put her in for four hours maximum.
2: Wow! Wow! Do yeah. you want me to ask her what she thinks of it? Yeah. Okay. Let me get Ripley. Yeah.
0: So
1: for all of, the, all of you new listeners, I got a puppy that was about 10 months old. Now she's about, what, 11, maybe a year. And uh, her name's Ripley. She's like a total mix, mutt, maybe pit bull, maybe German Shepherd, maybe, you know, lab. I don't know.
2: <laughs> she said she loves it. She says it's her space. It's my space. It's mine. Aww. It feels like a comfy bed. That's awesome. And sometimes John gets in there with me, does he?
1: He doesn't get in there, but he probably, like, goes in there to assort her toys and, like, kind of sticks his head in there to, like, get in there to do stuff.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, yeah. So I know what she's talking about.
2: My dad loves me more than he loves mom.
1: <laughs> hey, that's not
2: true, I hope.
1: <laughs> no, that's okay.
2: <laughs> he tells me I'm special. He does tell her that.
1: That's cute. I know. He loves her so much and um you know John my husband has not ever had a dog before. So it's his It's like a
2: big dog. deal. And the videos of the two of them are so adorable. I can't even handle it. And that <laughs> that picture that you sent of him of her in like this what like princess bath? What was yeah. that? It was like like a princess blow-up bath, and he's, like, washing her, and it's so cute. Yeah, it's like a
1: little kid's blow-up pool that he bought at CVS, and it's, like, a whole princess theme, and you blow it up, and then you attach a hose, and it sprays water, and she, like, loves it.
2: That's so she funny.
1: totally loves it, and she sits in there while he washes her.
2: He bought it at CVS, what, you attach a hose to it? Yeah,
1: and it sprays water out.
2: No way, and so it her nails don't break it? No. He tells her and not she's to break pretty, it. She's pretty rugged.
1: She is, but she's pretty quiet and relaxed when she's in there. <laughs> That's so cool. I know.
2: <laughs> so I wanted to say there is this there's one of our listeners, Dennis, he sent me this like amazing video of this whale. Um like uh these this man, um Saved this man and was he worked for whale conservation. I forget the name of the organization, but he worked with whale conservation, and he was taking out his friends to this um for like a whale watching and um they came across this whale that was entangled in fishing net, and um the whale was like set to die pretty much in this fishing net, it couldn't move or anything, and they thought the whale was dead, and then they cut the whale. They ended up cutting the whale free, but he had to swim up to this whale and look the whale in the eye. And uh, there's like they filmed it all, so there was a video of it. And so I told Dennis I would talk to this whale, and I have done that. But before the show today, I was thinking, oh, my gosh, wouldn't it be great if we could get the whale, the whale conservationist um, fellow on the phone with us while we do that? So I want to do that for next week. I'm going to see if we can get him on. Oh, that would be and great! Then, yeah, and then we can talk about it Cause it's the and I'll post the video on my Facebook page and um, on my website, thepetpsychic.com, dot com, so people can watch it um, before the show. And mm-hmm. it's so amazing because he swims in the water up to the eye of this whale to tell the whale that he means the whale no harm, and the whale talks about this about this encounter and how he was like coming up to his, the eye.
1: Oh, I know. It's so amazing. amazing. Wow. That sounds so cool. I yeah, mean,
2: so, the so situation we'll
1: is not cool, but that's going to be awesome to talk to the whale. Yeah.
2: And it actually Yeah. Well, I'll save it. I'll save it for next week. But okay. That's what the whale says.
1: Yeah. Make so sure you write it down.
2: <laughs> yeah. I did. I wrote it down. I made it into an article. So it's all its all set. Cool. Cool.
1: Um, recently I had a friend ask me like, oh, Hey, you know, does Laura do lost pets? And I said, no, she doesn't. And I just wanted to ask you, um, or maybe you could share with the listeners why you don't do lost pets.
2: Uh, There is like a, there's a bunch of reasons why I don't do lost pets. It's interesting. When I first started to like be an animal communicator, like when I first started to study it, I said to myself, all I want to do is lost animals. Because I thought how, like, first of all, how traumatizing is it to, like, lose a pet, like, actually yeah. lose it and not know where they are? But the thing is, is that what I realized, and this is just, this is, there's so many different reasons why I don't do lost animals, but I don't know how to, there, there are no order, I should say that, when I tell them, like, no, so... um like one, I am not a good like like I'm great in emergency situations. Like I can handle emergency situations, but I'm not good at people calling me at all times of day and all times of hour asking me to talk to their animals. Like I I um I like my time off of work and so I like to have my set schedule, and I've realized for myself that if I don't do that, then I am, like, no good to the world because I'm exhausted all the time because everything that the animals say goes through me. So um, so lost animals is pretty much a 24-7 job. Like, when people call me at 6 o'clock at night with a lost animal and I don't – I can't do it for some reason because I'm going out or I, or, you know, it's off my work time – I don't like not giving those people help right away, so I refer them away. Um, so that's, like, one of the main reasons. And then lost animals are are very, very difficult in the fact that sometimes the animal can be dead and not tell you that they're dead or not know that they're dead. So, for instance, back when I did do lost animals, this was one of the situations that happened. And I'm like one of those people that will be like looking for the animal until the animal is fine is found so it takes up like all my thinking process. Yeah. So this one particular lost animal was a cat and this cat was like this cat was like I'm alive. And so I was like okay, I'm alive. And so so then they're like, okay, I'm at this house underneath this porch, right? And she'll give you, like, she gave me the descriptions of the house and the porch. And, you know, we found the house and the porch. And so I'm like, oh, she's under there. So then when we get there, there's, like, dead cats underneath the porch, but it's not her. But it's like, so I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, it was definitely, like, some type of, like, Satan worshiper's house or something because there were, like, all these like lots of dead cats underneath the the, the porch. So that was like traumatizing and first of all. And so then um but her shoe wasn't there. And so then we're looking and then she says, Oh, like I'm in a shed and so then we find this shed in this woman's backyard and so we're looking in the shed. And She's like, I know, I can hear you calling me, like, I'm in the shed, I'm here with you. And then I was like, wait a second here. She's not here. She's dead. Like, she's saying that she's in the shed, but she wasn't. It was clear to me she was not in the shed because we couldn't find her in the shed, but it was exactly the same shed that she had said that she was in. So I was like, oh, my God, I think she's dead, and she doesn't know she's dead. Did did you find her body? No, we never found this cat's body, but I figured it out that she thought she was dead. And so then I was like, okay, you're dead. You're dead. You're not alive because you're taking us on this chase. And I knew I had known this cat personally, so Mm -hmm. I knew that I was actually talking to her. Now, when you get into the psychic world, it's possible that something else is messing with you. Right. And that they're leading you on this, like, goose, like, wild goose chase. Mm-hmm. But I knew this cat personally, so I knew that I was talking to her. Like, I knew I had her. But, um, and then when we were in the shed, I was like, definitely she's dead. And I said to this woman, I'm sorry, but I really think your cat is dead, and now I need to deal with this aspect because I think your cat is trapped, and she doesn't know that she's dead. And that's very mm-hmm. often, like, when they get hit by a car and it's really sudden, or they get killed by a coyote or a bobcat or mountain lion and it's really sudden, very often they can get stuck and they don't know that they're dead. And so that was this situation. Mm. And so then I spoke to her and I was telling her. And then, you know, and then I was saying she actually had a dog that had passed away before her. And so then I said, do you know, do you know this dog? And so then this dog was able to come for her and come and bring her to heaven. I see. So the actual feel of like when an animal is deceased and when an animal is alive is so subtle mm-hmm. and it's like i say that it's like holding a helium balloon below your hand and that slight pressure that's what it feels like inside my body mm-hmm. and if i'm like it's you just have you have to be like a detective and then what happened to which Carol Gurney talks about, and this never happened to me. Carol Gurney is another uh, animal communicator. She's someone I studied with. She talks about how there was a time with her where this cat, like, told her where the cat was and what house it was in, and the people went there, and they found a cat that looked exactly like their cat, but it wasn't their cat. It was a cat that looked like their cat. So us as animal communicators can get animals that look like your animal, but that's not actually your animal.
1: Wow. Okay. So
2: they're, they're complicated and they they take a a lot of time. And to me, I really like to be working on subjects that I like, I study, you know, like Mm -hmm. death and dying, illness, like behavioral problems. Like I spend a lot of time studying those behaviors. And I don't spend a lot of time studying lost animals. So even for my friends who call me and they say, hey, you know, Laura, my pet is lost, I even refer them to someone else because it's not something I do all the time. And when you do consultations like that all the time, you know, like, kind of like the tricks of the trade. Like, because even the animals, you know, they just say it through their perception. And so, you know, it's I like to send them to somebody else
1: yeah yeah so it basically not only does it take up a lot of your physical energy mentally and
3: physically so much it wears you out
1: right so there's that aspect and then there's just the the, the aspect of um that that you just don't you're not as familiar with lost pets as you are with other subjects
2: yeah and it's hard to find someone good i mean i think it's like hard to find anyone good in any profession but like I at one point like found an animal communicator I really liked and I was like okay I'm going to send people to him for lost animals and then I hear back that he's like telling everybody (laughs) that their animal is at like the local restaurant getting food from the people at the restaurant and like some (laughs) of these animals I knew and I'm like there's no way they're at the restaurant and like like four animals in two weeks are at the local restaurant? Like, no. <laughs> so then I had to, like, find someone else. So you haven't so, found
1: anyone, or you No, know have- I
2: have. There's Lori Spagna. She's based out of L.A. She's very, very good. And Hillary Renaissance. And she's, I think Hillary, I forget where she is. So, uh, but both of them, I feel like, are good, and I feel confident about referring people to them. <laughs> <So. Good. laughs> That's funny. I know, it's, like, so terrible, because it's, like, <laughs> that is, like, the worst thing, to be, like, separated from your pen, and, like, be, it is, like, a wild goose chase, and I hate having yeah. people do that, too, you know? I know, I know. Well, should we take some phone calls?
1: Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Renee, are you there, Renee?
4: Yes, I am. How are you doing? Great. Hi, Renee. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing
2: good. So, what's going on? Do you have a pet um, you want to talk to?
4: Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about my my pet Poppy. Um, he okay. was with me for approximately 12 years, and then he passed. And the um the details surrounding his death were unclear. So I wanted to oh. get a little bit of information on what happened and how he's okay, doing. So- what kind of animals, Poppy? He's a Pomeranian. Oh, a dog. <laughs> what? What did he look like? Uh, he he's he was like a tannish red color. Okay. Um,
2: and, like,
4: and what 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 were the details about the death that you do know? Um, it you know it seems as if maybe he died of old age or something like that, but uh huh. Um, there were he, there were. Mm-hmm. Were you with him when he passed away? Yes.
2: Oh, that's good. Okay, Okay. hold on, let me get Poppy. He says, tell my mom she saved my life many times. Uh, She was my best friend and I liked the tickling game we played. Do you know what that is?
4: Um, no, I don't know what the tickling game is. It
2: looks like you're, like, kind of, like, like, I don't know if you're, like, tickling him or, like, pinching him a little bit by his hind end. hmm
4: Yeah.
2: Do you know what that was? Mm, no, I'm not, I'm not sure what that was. It's like when you'd bend down and chase me a little. <laughs> yeah, I used to chase
4: him a
2: little. <laughs> Did you, like, touch him on the hind end when you would chase him? Um...
4: I don't remember. Maybe I just kinda like grabbed his butt a little. Yeah, I think that's what he's talking about. <laughs> maybe, you know. I, I like to grab their butts when they're running around so I think that's, that's what, what he's, I
2: think that's the tickling game. <laughs> um and so what are you wondering about his actual death? Are you wondering like do you feel like there was foul play involved? Do you feel like like what do you what what do you what's the situation?
4: I guess um, when I when I was talking to a vet about him, they told me that he had heart problems, and oh. that that wasn't the case. So there was medication that I was giving him for the heart oh. problems and things like oh. that, and you know for like two years, and that wasn't the case. And, okay, um, so
2: do you want to know if that if that medication had an ill effect on him?
4: Ah, uh, yeah, that would be good, and also. Um, if there was anything else that could have been done for him, if okay. so
5: what?
2: The only thing that you could do for me is to know that I love you. No. Mom, you were a good mom. He said he felt like the medicine helped him a little bit because he felt like he had more energy.
4: hmm Okay.
2: I don't feel like it hurt me.
4: Okay. Well, that's good.
2: He said at the end he was really thirsty.
4: Hmm. That's interesting.
2: And I had some pains in my side.
4: Hmm. Did, did, do you know what the pains in the side were from?
2: Uh, I'm not a medical intuitive, so I, I mm-hmm. don't, like, can't pick up things medically like that unless he knew.
0: Mm-hmm. But...
2: Um, I don't know if it was, like, a liver thing, maybe. hmm Okay. It just burned on my side.
4: Yeah. Okay.
2: But, Mom, I love you. He seems Lover. really happy. Like, he's, he's cheerful where he is. You where know? Is he- like, like, um, I'm at the place right before the sun sets.
4: Okay. Well, I I love him so much So as long as he's okay It's,
2: it's where love makes your eyes glitter It's sort of like the, It's sort of like the feeling of like You know, like if you're If you're falling in love with somebody And you like look at them like
3: Like, yeah. like you're
2: in love with them He says that's what heaven is like
4: yeah. That's a really
2: nice place to be
4: Yeah Okay Yeah, well, well thanks, thanks for calling in Thank you so much Thanks, sure. now. All right, bye-bye.
2: Okay, be well. That would be a hard thing to, like, feel like you were giving an animal medication that they didn't need.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
2: You know, whenever you describe... <laughs> Sometimes
1: what animals say, like, when they describe heaven, they sound like beautiful, like, song lyrics
2: or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> like <did>. a <laughs> you should write them down, and then we can make it for animals, like, like, heaven songs before you die for animals. <laughs> like, they can blame for transition. I know. That'd be
5: really we funny. Do, we should
2: do that. What was that? What did he just say? Like, where the sunset meets? Yeah, where the sun sets and what makes your eyes glitter when you're in love. <laughs> so For all of you, you should know that I is a musician as well, and she has many bands, and she exactly. is the singer-songwriter of our theme song.
1: <laughs> Which I need to re-record. but anyways, um, we got someone from your
5: town, Devorah. Devorah, are you there? Yes, honey. How are you? Hi, Devorah. Oh, congratulations on your show, darling. You're so wonderful. Oh, thank really, you, my
0: You really are. Friend. You're just
5: amazing. I mean, I've been thank listening you. to, to your show, and, like, sometimes I'm crying, and sometimes I'm grossed out. <laughs> you're <laughs> you're just, you know, it's a great combination. I mean, you're talking about <laughs> those dead cats, and I'm freaked, and, you know, and then you talk about the sun and the beauty and love, and I'm, like, out of my mind. I can barely talk. <laughs> so it's an interesting show. The life of a pet psychic. <laughs> I am freaked right now. But anyway, he, you know, I'm calling you about Lily, and Lily's getting older. All of a sudden, she feels older, and oh. that little dog I got has been playing with her, which is really kind of good for her, I think. So I'm really glad I kept that little oh, so randy you, you kept we, her. You kept her. We, I couldn't give her away. Do, do, remember uh-huh. that horrible note I sent you? I was going to yeah. give <laughs> It's yeah. like, It's like yeah. my dog has a sign on her, and it says, eat me. Can you guys
1: give us a little bit of a backstory? with what, yeah. what, what are you talking it's
5: about? It's funny. It's
2: just hilarious. So Devorah found, did you find the dog, or did somebody give her to you?
5: No, my son found this dog in the streets of L.A. I mean, she was right and- near a gutter. And so my son picks her up and takes her home, and I said, "All right, bring her over, bring her over." And, and, and
2: Devorah has an has another dog, a little Bichon, right? Named named Lily, and she even developed a company after Lily called Lily Lockets, right? <laughs> yeah. And um, and <laughs> Devorah has been going uh, back and forth about whether or not she's going to keep this puppy because you know it's hard to have a puppy in the house.
3: Powerful. And
2: I. Yeah, and so when the craziness of puppyhood comes in, um, Devorah is ready to strangle this dog and or send her outside to be eaten by the coyote. She sent me an email once, but Devorah would never do that, right, Devorah? No, no. no I, I,
5: I, said, I said that. I made a sign that said, eat me, and I stuck it on her and then i put her outside but of course i knew I mean, you i, wouldn't I just do thought that. that was funny but you know it's just my sixth sense of humor you got to excuse me yeah she's she divorced really full of love so
2: <laughs> full of love for you
3: um,
2: <laughs> so um, so now you what do you want to ask lily so lily how old is lily now
5: well you, first of all she's going to be 14 in september oh uh, okay and i broke my foot and so i've been kind of screaming you know, I haven't been able to take her outside, so I think she's kind of freaked about that. But I wanted to ask her. She just all of a sudden she seems older, and she's been licking herself. And you you know how when dogs lick themselves, it turns a funny color. It turns uh-huh. kind of orangey. Well, yeah. I don't re- I don't remember her having that much orange all over her, and she just seems older. She just seems older. And so
2: you want to see like how she she's doing, and maybe what what you could do to make her life a little better?
5: Yeah, whether better? it's her food or it's, it's something in her saliva that's doing okay. stuff like this.
2: Okay. Okay, let me get her.
5: She's lying right here.
2: Tell my mom I'm so happy I'm the star. Oh, she it's like is. it's my show, mind. she says. <laughs> 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 Tell everyone when you pick up a dog, you should pick them up slow. So, Devorah, that means that when you pick her up, pick her up slow. I feel a little bit like it's been hot. And it has sort of been hot in Ohio, but it's more than that. My whole body feels hot. I think my tongue is swelling with heat. I think I need cold foods, foods that make my body colder than than hot. And that's something to ask a nutritionist. I don't know what cold foods are. I think maybe beef cold is food. cooling.
5: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've been giving your turkey. Maybe that's hot. I don't know. Some raw turkey and turkey. I don't know. You're right. It seems like she's hot to me.
2: And I'm licking because I sort of have a stomach pain.
5: ay yeah, ay. That's so Jewish.
2: <laughs> I got a stomach pain. But I still feel young. I feel like I've been exercising a lot. Has she been with the with the puppy?
5: Yeah. How is she enjoying this puppy? Is she glad I didn't give her away, or does she still want me to get rid of her? I want to keep her because
2: she's been becoming my friend.
5: Oh, that's great! Yeah, that is so sweet. Do you, do you know, it's so funny. I was so concerned about this little puppy because, you know, Lily and I are both like little old ladies because we just hang out, especially since you know, my foot and all that. And, and when I look at this puppy, I think this puppy needs more activity, and that's one of the other reasons I wanted to give her away, because I felt she needed a home with children and activity. I mean, she didn't need two little old ladies hanging around her, you, you know. So yeah. So that's, that's one of the let's other ask, reasons.
2: That let's I ask Lily that, and then, then we'll get to our next caller. So hold on. Okay. And, Devorah,
1: did you take uh, Lily to... The vet? uh, Have they seen any um, any problems with her stomach or anything like that?
5: That's a really good idea. I'm waiting to take her to the vet because I broke my foot, so my daughter's coming to help me. So my my daughter will take her to the vet. Yeah, maybe they could find something out. Older, all of a sudden she felt like a little old lady, you know?
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's a good. You bring up a good point. I think it's whenever you start to see your animals feel like that, that it's good to run a blood panel on them. Just so you know what's going on inside.
5: Yeah, just to rule well, out. That's a good idea, actually. That's a very good yeah. idea. Hadn't even occurred to me because I, you, you know, I, I don't like going to the vets. They're really, right. they they just, everything that they've given her so far has hurt her. So. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I understand what you mean, but like running a blood panel, that doesn't lie. So then you just yeah. know sort of what's going on, and then you can find like holistic modalities or whatever to correct the problem.
1: Yeah. That's a really good that idea. Great.
2: Well, thank so you Lily, so much for your call. Yeah, and she says the puppy's getting enough exercise. <laughs> All right.
5: Well, love you. Thank you so much for taking the time <laughs> to talk to me, Laura. Oh,
2: uh, thanks for it's calling a good in, with
5: Rainbow. Okay. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. bye okay.
1: So um I know. I've known them yeah. for years. Oh, Okay. I didn't I didn't realize that I just noticed that they were from Ohio, so I figured bye. Everyone in Ohio who's listening to a pet psychic radio show must know that who you are. Who I am.
2: (laughs) You would think, but sometimes not. (laughs) Really? Yeah.
1: Um, I have a question in the chat room from Sister Sirius, and her Shih Tzu, Ramsey, is white and brown, and she's wondering um, why he he does not like other dogs.
2: Okay, let's ask Ramsey. I don't like other dogs because they smell bad. <laughs> they put their butt in my face. <laughs> That's their handshake, Ramsey. I'm worried they're gonna jump on me. What does he think he is? Oh yeah, good question. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm a prince from another world. Wow! I really don't like to do dog things. I'm much more a people dog. <laughs> a that prince! So, wow!
1: That's
0: so cute. That's <laughs> really funny.
1: Uh, she says on on the chat room. She says Ramsey thinks he is I
0: think so too. Yeah.
1: Well, not only does he think he is human, he thinks he's a prince, so better watch (laughs) out for the demand. (laughs) Right. Um, We're going to get to Jen in Oregon. Jen,
3: are you there? Hi. Yes. Hi, Hi, Jen. Hi. Um, So it was recommended to me that I uh, talk to you about um, one of my dogs. I have two. She's kind of a puzzle. Uh, We got her because my other dog – A gorgeous long-haired dachshund is now 12, and we thought, let's introduce somebody new to kind of perk him up, and so when he passes away, we'll already have another one and not have to go through the pain of figuring out when to get one. So we found Mm -hmm. another um, teeny, tiny, little spitfire, a mini long-haired dachshund who's black and tan uh, at the Humane Society, and her name is Emma, and that was the name that she had Previously, we got her when she was a year old. um She had been relinquished by uh an elderly woman who was going into the care facility and she called herself a breeder, but we really think she was an animal hoarder because Emma came mm-hmm. in in a lot of thirty four um they'd lived in one house with this woman with no social interaction with anybody else Aww. and yeah, and she we have. She's a year and a half. We've had her for six okay. months, and she's a sweetie. But she's skittish with other people outside our family, and she's affectionate. But she's kind of she's kind of feral. Like she's a kind of a wild animal. She hasn't been house trained. She'll bolt under the gate uh-huh. and run around when she's outside. She'll she's playful, but she'll kind of gnaw on us Um, she's, a little. um she, she's. Well, what do you we figure out.
2: What would you like to ask her? What do you wanna do you have anything Um, in particular you wanna ask her? You just wanna check in with her and see what she's thinking or? Um, maybe
3: that, but I'm also since we have so little information about what her life was like before, I'm kinda curious about that and whether that plays into her behavior now and if there's anything that we can do to make her feel better or more safe.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. Um, it's kind of a catch 22 when you have an animal that is not, um, that you've rescued from like a hoarding situation or extreme yeah. trauma, and um, you bring awareness to, you make them bring awareness to their past. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it can be a really good thing because they can like tell it and they can say, okay, this is what happened to me. And then that releases the anxiety of the past because they feel mm-hmm. like they've been heard. But other mm-hmm. times what it can do is it can kind of bring it up a little bit too much and it can, okay. um, it make them have flashbacks. And so okay. if we start to bring it to her that we want to talk to her about her past, right, and what happened to her, we also want to sort of integrate something that she can bring forward into the future that will give her confidence. And okay. I don't know if you've heard the radio show before or know anything about calming signals, but... The listeners who are regulars would know that I'm a big fan of knowing about calming signals and teaching animals calming signals and that um, animals do licking, yawning, blinking their eyes, looking and looking away, sitting down, lying down. It's all body language that they use to calm themselves, and they also use it to communicate to other animals. It's like us taking a deep breath. And so okay. I think we need to tell her to do that, too, and to tell her that her past is her past and that she can share it if she wants, but if she doesn't want to share it, that's okay, and just start imagining w- To her about like what, how you want her to be because dogs like that, they don't have any foundation or anything to bookmark back to. Oh, this is what a good life looks like. This is what a conscious dog looks like. This is what a smart dog looks like. And so you have to start planning those images in her mind and stop like some people, they'll talk about like, they get attached to the rescue story and they love to say about like what, you know, how they rescued this dog. I'm not saying that you're like that, but right. what's really important is that you start saying to her like, like my body is well balanced and healthy. I am in a safe place. I am loved. I am smart. I, I understand what's going on in my surroundings. And start giving her those images of what that looks like. Like, I listen to commands, I'm safe with my people, I'm safe with other people. And just start kind of imagining and kind of sharing with her what a perfect, like, little dog like that would be. And then tell your older dog, hey, you need to teach her this, too. This is, like, a really great thing. So you teach her everything that you know. Yeah, so give it his job to teach her about that, and 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 I'm not saying that you're doing it, but you want to stay away from, like, noticing all the bad things about her. I mean, it's okay to notice them, but then see if you can kind of, like, praise her for even little good things, like she looks at you, or she comes to you briefly mm-hmm. when you call her, and, okay. okay, just so she can, like, start really baby steps of, like, praise, okay. like, Okay, Okay, let me get her and see what she says. Hold on. I had a path that was filled with loud noises, slamming of cages, and sick people. People were always coughing, like sick physically. I didn't like where I used to live. I like where I live now a lot. I'm scared because wind and air bother me. Mm. Wind and air really freak me out. And so that's, it's not, it's like wherever she was before, she was so sheltered. I don't think they got much of ventilation. So now, okay. like the wind, and I mean, that could be smells in the wind as well. But it also looks like the pressure of people's hands coming to them. Like she can feel that little bit, a sense of like wind when people are reaching for her.
3: Oh, wow. I would explain why she's terrified of mini-blinds when I cut open
2: the window. Oh, wow. Yeah, because she was in a dark place, too. Oh. Poor
3: little girl. The mini-blinds,
2: they look like they're going to fall, but they're not going to fall. That might just be the reflection that sort of comes down. There's a lot to look at. Okay. I feel like I need just one thing to look at, and so that's where like the lure training would be really good for her. Like teaching her like um, teaching her basic commands with like luring, like luring with a treat and hand signals, sit and down, because then it gives her something to focus on. Okay, because she's really food responsive
3: and likes fetching oh, things, and
2: yeah. Oh, that's good. So I would use that in training. Really important to train these dogs because then it gives them a foundation of things that they can do and it builds up their confidence. Okay. I like it when my belly gets rubbed. Oh, she loves that. <laughs> I'm scared but I'm not scared that much. And so what it's, what she's saying is that she might be really reactive. And she okay. might look really freaked out, but, like, inside she has a confident temperament. So it's just socializing her. And it's going okay. to take a while. You've only had her six months. And so it can take, you know, eight months or even to a year until okay. until she starts coming around. Okay. That
3: makes that makes total sense.
2: Yeah. That's okay. You know, thanks for calling in. Thank you so much. That's super helpful. Yeah.
3: Good luck. huh Thank,
1: Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. So, have you ever dealt with um, with the hoarding situations, like where you've gone in to talk to the animals to try and work with them, or
2: have no? You, not, you know, well, I have spoken to dogs that have been in hoarding situations, and God, it's like really freaky for them. I mean, they have a lot of issues afterwards because a lot of those hoarding situations, like people throw food for them, or they have to mm-hmm. eat out of like a big tub of kibble. Yeah, And sometimes there's dog sites, and so they go, like, under lawn chairs and under chairs, and I, I mean, they have lots of issues. But I'm like, I don't understand my, like, animal plan. It's, like, hoarding situation doesn't call someone like me. I'm like, I would do so much better for those people than a therapist because, like, what those people need to hear is their animal saying, this, like, is terrible. I hate it here.
1: Right.
3: It's you like know, they need
1: to, yeah, they need to have you and a therapist. You know uh, what? You and I should go because I'm a therapist. Yes. <laughs>
2: yes we should let's do that we should we should be as a team
1: once i get i'm for all of you listening i'm currently going to school to get my uh
2: mft licensing but
1: um that would be really funny if you and i went in i know i we little... would
2: be able to do such good for that like i swear no one would want a hoard after we went in there because it was like to the whole point is making the animals happy
1: yeah, I know, and it's like those people are really, you know, they're hurt inside, and they just need to hear that, like, hey, your animals are hurting, too, you know, because mm-hmm. they – it's so sad. I can't watch that show. I tried watching it recently, and I just started crying. I can do it. I know. It's horrible.
2: It's, it's awful. It's so disgusting. It's the the I'm like, animals... really? I'm like, really? You really think that this is good for the animals? Like – uh, I'm, I'm, like, so amazed. But but I have yeah. friends who are, like, <laughs> I have healthy hoarding friends. But <laughs> <that> I, mean? <laughs> I mean, I have friends that have, like, I would say, like, 50, 60 animals. What? But they're, like, super well taken care of. Like, everyone's everyone's got, like, Really beautiful, clean like enclosures. They all get exercise. They get like the best medical treatment. They get like like everything.
1: They're like rich imagine
2: No, they're not even rich. They're not even all rich. You know, that's they make crazy. they make things happen. Like they do yeah. trades for like veterinarians and stuff. Wow. Like that's, that's seriously, amazing. I have got some seriously healthy hoarding friends. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We Amazing. should do a show on that, like the contrast between healthy hoarders and non-healthy hoarders. <laughs> yeah, we should. <laughs> my friend, my friend Tina, she owns Aloha Dog Grooming. She she tried to get on the animal hoarding show because she's like, I'm a hoarder, and I'm like, I know you're a hoarder, but I think you're like too good of a hoarder for them. Like yeah. <laughs> they don't want you. <laughs>
1: Why does she want to be on the show?
2: Because she wants like all her animals to be on TV. She thinks that would be As- so cool. <laughs> Gosh that's funny. Um
1: so today we're gonna to be talking to Shadow Fund. Um they're our guest um organization and Jill Anderson was gonna be on with us, but now we've got Cody because Jill couldn't make it. Cody, are you there?
5: Yes I
6: am.
2: Hi. Hi, Hello. Cody. How are Hello. you? Thanks for thanks for coming on today.
6: Thanks for having us.
2: Sure. So um so tell us a little bit about the Shadows Fund and and what it's all about.
6: Uh, Jill and I rescued Shadow um a couple years ago. He was a 15-year-old lab and somebody tied him to a tree up in front of a shelter with a note on him that said he's too old. I don't want him anymore.
0: Mm-hmm. And that
6: just broke our heart. Um so we we brought him home. We had a couple other dogs at the time and he lived with us for Almost a year and a half. And in that time, just his spirit, his gratitude, his exuberance for life just changed our whole perception. Um, The fact that this dog, you know, after being abandoned, just had this this love of life still. Mm -hmm. uh, It it just touched us. So when he passed, um, we had to do something in his honor and that started out as a just a couple hundred dollars as a medical fund to help another senior dog in need and it just snowballed from there uh we ended up rescuing um a couple dogs um that we saw that had a need and that turned into pit bulls uh, our first pit bull rescue we rescued 13 dogs in one weekend
0: wow and, uh,
6: it just from there, it, you know. Now we have um, a sanctuary. We have a facility. We currently have over 20 dogs on the property. Um, it just has become the everything to us. And yeah. all from that that little senior graybeard lab. That is
2: such a great story. That's such a great story. And so, and then you also have senior dogs. Is that right?
6: Yeah, we uh, we focus on the the hard to adopt dogs out of the shelters, the senior dogs. Um, we have pit bulls, uh, some of our dogs are senior pit bulls, um, and then we've done a lot of medical, uh, rescues for dogs mm. that have the amputations or surgeries, and uh, wow. they're, you know, deemed unadoptable, so we've created can quite a, a network, yeah.
2: Yeah, can I ask you, how do you choose the dogs that you bring into the shelter?
6: They choose us, really, the... I mean, we get a hundred emails every day of dogs in need, yeah. and there's just certain ones that speak to us. Um, whenever we have So, space, it's like you your know, intuition.
2: They, yeah,
6: they uh, certain stories come out and reach us, or, or we get recommendations from people that we've worked with before, um, mm. telling us how special certain dogs are. Uh, we've got kind of a network of people in the shelters that that focus on. Um, you know, here's a a dog that's being neglected by everybody else, you know, and they'll they'll let us know.
2: Yeah, and so do they. Do they have a home for life then, huh? If you can't if you can't find them a home, yeah, they we, stay we, at, try to.
6: yeah we we become a no kill facility. So um, we have mm. a couple of seniors that are um, ones thirteen and ones fourteen. And, you know, we're not going to put them through the stress of going into a new home. They live with our caretakers on the ranch. And, you know, they'll just get fed and and loved, and, and they'll spend the rest of their days here.
2: Oh, that's nice. And so tell us your your website and your address.
6: Our our website is www.shadowsfund.org. And um, our mailing address is PO Box 1472 Lompoc, California, nine three four three eight. Um, we are not giving out our physical address right now uh, because Oops. we've had a lot of people um, either come to take dogs from us, you know, in the middle of the night, or you know, drop, oh, drop them off. So
2: so then, how at, do you how do you adopt out? Do you take them to um, to the adoptable days or something? How do you how do people? Yeah, we feed have the a dogs?
6: series of we uh, we do a lot of. Um, dog introduction, introductions At our facility um, By mm. appointment um, We have At least Three or four Adoption events um, In our county Throughout each month um, We do A really fun one At a winery In in Solving Once a month oh. Where we bring Adoptable dogs Into the little Tasting room and Oh really
2: What winery is yeah, that It's
6: Caraventos And okay. they They're a really Neat group They Um a, a portion of all their profits go to help rescued animals and their wine labels feature a rescued animal. So some of our rescued dogs are on their wine labels. Um some are rescued horses. The Michael Vick dogs were on their wine labels. they oh, raise that's, thousands of dollars that's for, so for cool. rescue.
0: That really they, is
6: they really I think their their uh, motto is blending philanthropy with, with wine. So it's yeah. just wonderful.
2: So tell us about Lulu. So Lulu is the dog we're going to talk to today, and she's a yeah. two and a half year old pit bull, right?
6: Mm-hmm. She's and, a pit lab mix.
2: Oh, she's got lab in her. Yeah. And um and so so what do you what do you want people to know about her?
6: Uh, the reason I picked her for the show is because um, she came to us as a as a stray, uh, a, a family and had brought her in and uh they had they had too many dogs so they called us and we had a space so she she ended up coming over. Um but she was really detached. Um she obviously had very little human interaction for much of her mm. life. Mm. And I think um she probably came from our our intuition tells us that she came from a, a tied up, you know, to a tree kind of scenario, Mm. and uh, she escaped, was totally emaciated, really infested with fleas, had mange, Mm. and just a really sad thing, but, and after a couple months of being in our facility, she started telling to trust people, Uh, she's come out of her shell really recently, and is just full of joy, and just Mm. happy excitement, just really wonderful to be around, Um, but she has a... She has just a, one of those personalities where she wants to be dominant, and um, she's having some uh, issue with another dog in our facility. Oh,
2: named they, Mama. What does Mama look like?
6: Mama is a little white um, pit bull uh, with uh, brindle spots.
2: Okay. And
6: she is a little spitfire, so...
2: Okay, um, so what, um, so what I'm gonna do because we're, we're we gotta watch the time. Is I'm gonna talk to Lulu and I'm gonna ask her first if there's anything she wants to tell you. And great. from there, then we'll ask her about Ma, about what's going on with Mama, and maybe also um, what kind of home she wants.
6: Yeah, I'd I'd really love to know what she needs right now.
2: Okay. Okay. Let me get, let me get her, Lulu. And just so everybody knows, her picture is on my website, which is thepetpsychic.com, dot com, and it's also on my Facebook page. I want to tell them that I'm so happy that I'm here. My fear is getting better. This place is really calm for me. There aren't a lot of people that argue here. I rarely hear screaming. I'm learning a lot. I'm learning that when people reach for you, they don't want to grab you. I'm learning that it feels good to be rubbed down my back. I'm learning that when I eat food it doesn't have to hurt my stomach. That's probably from the from the worms.
0: Mhm.
2: I'm also learning that when I use my mouth to use it gently. Yes, hmm. she said when I came here that shadow helped me. Well, wow. that That shadow spirit lies with every new dog that comes here. And he's the one that chooses who comes. And he knows some will never leave. But I will leave. I want a home that's bright and sunny. I want a home where people work together. I want a home where people talk about my needs. I want a home where I'll go to the doctor if I get sick.
0: Hmm.
2: I want a home where I can keep being brave. I like rope toys. And I would like to learn more to fetch. And can, can I learn to tug? Does she play tug?
6: Yes. She, she's not sure it, if she wants to yet.
2: Oh, or so maybe,
6: maybe she doesn't She, know she might have been trusts.
2: told that she wasn't allowed to at one point. So she, she she's allowed to play tug?
6: Uh, I've or, will certainly let her, yeah.
2: Yeah, because some dogs, you know, some dogs, like the ones that are really aggressive, they're not allowed to play tug because you want to always win, and you can't always win with a pit bull <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, so, but so, I think someone might have taught her at one point that she can't ever win to not tug. But she, if she can tug, I'll tell her she's allowed to tug a little bit. Yeah. She wants to know if you can walk her alone sometimes and talk to her. He has a soothing voice for me. Mm-hmm. I like his voice because it doesn't scare me. Okay, we'll ask her about Mama, and Mama's like a little white dog, right? A little white pity? Mm
0: -hmm.
6: Yeah, yeah, with cropped ears.
2: Mama reminds me of someone who would attack me. She'd attack me and pin me down for my food. Mama's energy makes me feel like she could also do that to me. Hmm. Mama also gives me the same stare as that dog. I don't want her to stare at me. Does mama stare at her? Yeah, a lot. Does she stare at mama?
6: No, she turns her head. She Oh, head. that's
2: good. Praise her for that. Praise her for that. Yeah, so she's we, in protection uh, you- mode with mama. So what should we tell her? Should we tell her that she can trust like her handler? Does she have to be free with mama? No, never. Um, Okay, so she's never free, so we can tell her that she'll never be free from Mama, and you can just keep on ignoring Mama and not to be aggressive
3: towards her. Yes.
2: To be calm around her, to keep licking and yawning and turning away and blinking her eyes around Mama and that you guys will take care of Mama and that Mama might have issues from something else
0: that might have nothing
2: to do with her. Great. It's hard to ignore because she's intense. Can you move her away from my kennel? Is she close to they're her?
6: At, they're at the opposite ends of the, of the barn. Oh. Uh, but I, I can. I can work on uh, making sure that she doesn't look at her or doesn't um, confront her ever.
2: Yeah, teaching Mama to do those calming signals would be helpful. Like praising mm-hmm. her when she looks away or licks and yawns. You know. Yeah. She said that she feels mama. She feels like mama has a grudge for her. Like mama directs a lot of energy towards her. Is that true?
6: Yeah, I I would say so. I think uh, I think Ma, the only dog in the barn that that threatens mama's kind of dominant space is, is Lulu. Oh. So uh, we'll have to work on on that. Uh, Getting Mama on Mama too, out. and just
2: tell yeah. Mama that she's safe, and that they're never going to have to be in their own space, and that they can both lick and yawn. So, um, so if anyone's interested in Lulu, how do they see her? How do they? Um, is um, your adoption schedule on your website?
6: Yeah, all the all the um, by email or phone. Um, if people are interested, just to contact us. Um, we are very willing to to take our dogs great lengths to meet the right mm-hmm. family. So, if we have to travel, you know, a couple hours just to to meet people who are interested, we will. Um, uh, we uh, so uh, and it's by uh, appointment. So mm-hmm. anybody who wants to reach out to us, we're we'd love to hear from them.
1: And your website is Shadows Fund with an S, right? Shadowsfund.org. Correct.
3: Shadowsfund.org.
6: Shadowsfund.org.
1: Okay, thank you so much, Cody, for calling in. And, you know, if anyone wants to adopt Lulu, go to ShadowsFund.org. Yeah, thanks, thanks so much for thanks,
2: having Cody. us. Yeah, thanks for being our guest.
6: Yeah. That's hey, great. Be well. We, uh, thanks for all the info. Sure. Thank you.
1: Be well. That's that's um, that's, uh, yeah. just for our listeners again. I just wanted to reiterate that it has an S, so it's not Shadow Fund, but Shadows Funds org, oh, And they have, a, they have a great website. It's got uh, resources, meet our adoptable dogs, and a lot of information about it. And it looks like a great, great place. So that's They awesome. sound
4: like a great
2: organization. Remember how she said that his voice is very soothing? It is soothing, isn't it? I know. I know. <laughs>
3: I was like, I feel really calm listening to him, too. It's <laughs> good for the dogs. Yeah. So,
1: it's uh, almost the end of the show. I wanted to not forget about our favorite time of the show, which is Stormy's Words of Wisdom.
2: Stormy, you're on your Words of Wisdom today. What's your Words of Wisdom?
1: So, Storm King is Laura's dog for new listeners. And um, I always forget what kind of dog he is because I'm not familiar with the breed.
2: He says that he thinks life is very enjoyable, and he thinks that everyone should do something a day to to enjoy your pets <laughs> even even if your pet is suffering. He said, oh. you gotta tell your pet, I love to have fun with you." <laughs> True, and you know why? It's because Joey's little legs are swollen. We're having a hard time with Joey still, and that's, like, one of the things we're trying to do is still enjoy life with him every day, you know? Yeah. Luca jumped up on my lap. Luca, what do you want to say? Luca is uh, Laura's
1: new poodle,
2: standard or whatever, standard poodle, right? just yeah, just standard body looks more like a mini. He says that he wants to jump into the phone and talk to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Does he seems to get the computer too. I think he thinks that like the computer is like a whole other world, and that the phone is connected to the computer. Well, you're kind of right. Yeah, you're kind of right, Luca. You're kind of right.
1: Uh, <laughs> What has he been learning? What's it, You know, there he's a new dog in your home, like my dog. So yeah,
2: he's been really good lately. I've been really impressed with like his learn. He's starting to speed up his learning. Like he's becoming more conscious. Luca, what have you learned lately? Do you want to tell everyone what you've learned? I learned to bring a tennis ball back, and I learned to come when there are scary dogs around. Even when I didn't think they were scary. (laughs) And I learned not to run towards kids too fast. I don't know if he's really learned that yet, though. (laughs) You're learning that. That's still a work in progress, that one. Yeah. Every kid loves me. That's true, because you're a shaggy little teddy bear. (laughs) Yeah.
1: He's really, really (laughs) cute.
2: What kind of dog is Storm King again? He's an Australian Shepherd.
1: Australian Shepherd. I don't know why I can't memorize that.
2: I always forget
1: what is what it's called. Um, An Aussie. (laughs)
2: Aussie. call him an Aussie. Yeah.
1: He's awesome. Um, Jen, Jen, who was our caller earlier, has written in on our chat board saying, um, "Hi Laura. You know, just wanted to let you know that I have never seen my Emma as calm as she is after you just talked to her. She kissed me over and over.
3: Yeah. Oh." She That's says, so thank you. cute. So
1: awesome. So cool. That
2: is awesome. Sweet, <laughs> Emma.
1: <laughs> thank you, everyone, for listening to Pet Psychic Radio. Um, call in next week, 917-889-2693. You can find us on Facebook. What's our Facebook page name?
2: Well, it's uh, Pet Psychic Radio, but there's there's not much going on there, but
1: <laughs> okay. uh, we can make can that
2: happen. <laughs> But yeah, let's start some. Let's start some on
0: Facebook.
2: Um, so,
1: yeah, join us at uh, thepetpsychic.com. That's com. See you next week. See you next week.